90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? I'm doing well today. I feel like a freaking chef. I showed you a picture <laughs> of my dinner and called me Gordon Ramsay, but oh my god, did you see it? It was some, gorgeous. What was it? It was tofu. It was like tofu. a lot of greens. A lot of greens, like a uh, stir-fry medley, um, some soba noodles, some soy and uh, ginger sauce. Um, but enough of my, about my dinner. About I mean, today's a special day. It is a very special day. We are like very guest happy lately. We love having guests on with us. We just need to break the tension between Sarah and I all the time. So we need to include another person in our shenanigans. We we got into too many fights about fashion hour. So like our therapist was like, okay, guys, you need to bring like a buffer in. So (laughs) so we have a special guest. Yes, so our buffer, our special guest, uh, is none other than Kayla from Podquester. Kayla, you're a big Boy Meets World fan, is that right? Yes, I love sitcoms so much, that's all I watch. Yeah? Same. <laughs> so tell us about like your history with Boy Meets World. Like, Did you watch it when it was on like TGI Friday or in syndication? Um, probably syndication, because what year did it come out? 93. I feel like I was... Were you- yeah, so I was born in '94, uh, yeah. so I, <laughs> there you go. I definitely was not watching it yeah. live. But I have it on, I have it on DVD now, and I rewatch it you a lot. You have it on so. DVD. My mom. Yes, it was a Christmas. I'm present. so jealous. My mom like threw out my Boy Meets World DVDs when I moved, and I haven't been able to get my hands on another set. And it's been like a big point of depression. I would not talk to my mom again if she threw away any of my sitcom DVDs. <laughs> she also threw out my BB book and my um, 
and my sixth grade yearbook, but that's like a different story for a different for a, day. For a Pisces, she's not that <laughs> sentimental, huh? She like doesn't have attachment to things. No, she doesn't. She's not very sentimental. She, but she, we're, you know, the, I taught you that there's like three different types of every sign. Mm-hmm. So we're different types of Pisces. I'm like, a, I think it's called decant. I'm not quite sure. Yes, I, the decant. I'm a, yeah. I'm a second decant and she's a third. And like, I'm like a truer Pisces than like it's like you know a first decant is like more like a an Aquarius the second is like a truer Pisces and the third is like more like of an Aries Pisces if mm. that makes sense. Kayla, do you even want like do you pay attention to astrology or do we sound like a bunch of witches? I had co-star for like five minutes, but outside of that, I really <laughs> don't know anything about astrology. I know I'm a Sagittarius. Mm. I Ooh. had to text my mom to figure out what time I was born, but I forget, so I don't know like the rising. Yeah, and Sagittarius all that in business, is but. a. Fi- I'm a. I'm a fellow fire sign. I'm a Leo. Um, I do feel like fire signs are like very prevalent in podcasting because it's just like, give me your attention, listen to me, thank you. <laughs> I can relate. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So enough about our witchcraft. Uh, <laughs> we so, devolve into astrology talk so often, but I just feel like it makes a lot of sense because it co- it comes up naturally 90% of the time. Yeah, yeah, I would say. Um, who is your favorite um, character in Boy Meets World, Kayla? That's a toughie. I would say... From the I start I watched season one to get ready for this and then the two episodes of season two and I would say that so far my favorite character is Eric but I think that definitely changes as time goes on. <laughs> I like Corey too. I think he's really funny. I find myself actually laughing when he says stuff and I know it's like it's just the writers' room but I just I think that he's really funny and I'd probably be friends with him. I think that's a great point. Like I was watching this episode today and I was like I don't know what happened to Corey but he's actually funny. Like yeah. there was multiple times in this episode where I thought he was like making really funny jokes like I didn't think that he was like stupid or annoying I was like and once again yeah like totally it's the writer's room but they were actually writing really well for Corey this episode and I was excited to see that yeah I I think Ben Savage has just also improved as well like over a season I feel like he just like the timing of the jokes like his delivery is better like I thought it was funny when he's telling Feeney like he's gonna have a hickey like the way like his physical comedy was really good I was very impressed he's a very good actor Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. I love Ben Savage that whole family is very talented oh my yes absolutely um so um yeah so Jess this mm-hmm. is I, I'm taking over the introduction this week hope you don't mind I, I've been waiting for this moment forever this is Boy Meets World season two episode two pairing off um and we have a familiar face do you know who Wendy is Jess she looked so familiar mm-hmm wait that's not that's not the my date with the president's daughter girl. No. no. Okay, because it looks so, not like her. Okay, so this is Jessica Wesson, and we talked about her earlier in the year. She was Amber, aka the mean girl from Casper. Oh, 
Oh, you're like right. Amber's Amber's cruise party. Yes. So she was like so mad that like she didn't get to host the Halloween party. Um. So yeah. So she was also in Flipper. She was also in like some movie called Milk Money. She was in Home Improvement. Um. She shows up again, season two, episode fifteen. Yes. And um. Yeah. Like I. And for whatever reason, like she was like a huge actress. Um. In the early 90s And she just like Disappeared after 2000 So Wherever you are Jessica Weston Like Let me know Because Where did you go Like you could have been Like A star Yeah she has like The very striking Blonde hair I thought she's cute I remembered her more Because I definitely Recognized her And I I thought this episode Was the episode That's in the future I thought that's what this one was when I first saw her appear this episode. Um, So I know we'll see more of her later and her character is a lot bigger in the next episode we see her in. But I agree. Like, I thought she was cute. She had star potential. I'm surprised Mm -hmm. that she didn't, you know, kind of pursue anything more with acting or maybe she couldn't get gigs after this. I don't know. I'm just surprised we don't see her as an adult more. Yeah, I don't know. Um, She just. There was someone else that looked really familiar, too, but I couldn't figure out who she was the second person that sean yes up with. yes she is familiar too i want i think she comes back in boy meets world i'm fairly certain she's in more episodes we don't have a name because she was just a random girl i could try to find it i, I don't know i just i recognized her as well um but i don't know what her name was she reminded me is she not the girl that is in um what is that show? Oh my gosh, that like show that had like one season. Oh gosh, the two thousands. I'm like Freaks and Geeks. Is that not her? I I I don't know. I don't know. It's so hard to look up people from specific episodes because like you look at the cast and it just shows them in order of how many episodes that they were mm-hmm. in. You know. Yeah. So I can't find her. Hmm. No, I. They need something where you can take a picture of someone and just like. Who is oh that? Gosh, that tells Wait, you. Hulu does that sometimes. Like on, or Prime, when you pause oh, it, it maybe tells it's you Prime. exactly who they I are. I think you're right. I think it's Prime. It's like, I, that feature is genius, and everything, everybody needs to do that, because it's a lifesaver. I agree. Yeah. I can't, um, The I, I found, like, Samantha, Jacqueline, and Rebecca, but Rebecca is the one that Eric is with. Um, I have no idea. I have no idea oh. who that girl is, but I completely agree. She's very familiar, and I want to say it's because she's going to be in a future episode. Um, mm. that that's why she looks so familiar. But yeah, this this episode was all about the couples. We saw a lot of moing, a lot of making out in hallways. Um, certainly would not have been allowed in my high school. Just saying, like. I feel like we would have gotten the like leave room for Jesus talk, you know, in the hallway if we if I had done any of this. Um, but we start off with couples making out Corey and Sean are like hardcore creeping, just like watching this all, which I thought was weird. (laughs) I think there's a lot of weird stuff in this episode. And speaking of making out, I'm wondering, like when I went to school, it was sixth through eighth grade and then high school was nine through 12. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of weird that they're considered high school when they're only in seventh grade, because when I was in seventh grade, I would take my stuff with, to my last class with me so I wouldn't have to see my boyfriend after school because I was, like, afraid to even look at him. <laughs> but then, like, so I would I would not want to make out with anyone. But then in high school, I definitely would make out with my boyfriend in the hallway. And, like, looking back, it makes me cringe so hard that I would do that. Yeah. Well, like, as a teacher, I'm a teacher now. So thinking about watching kids make out, like, that just 
makes me want to yeah. throw up. How, what, what grade do you teach? Oh, I teach elementary school. Oh, well, yeah. So it's definitely <laughs> really be off limits then. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, this pairing off thing was totally a thing that happened. I mean, for me, I remember it more so. It started in sixth grade, and it really, like, took off in seventh grade. But I remember people were definitely pairing off in sixth grade. And I was just, like, left in the dust. Like, no prospects available at all. Because I was such a loser. No. no, I think that like, yeah, so basically the whole gist of it is there's like, there's these couples where it's like they just sprout up out of nowhere. It's like, oh my gosh, Becky and Joey are like together now. Oh yeah, that it just happened. Didn't you see it? That just happened right in front of us. And I don't, I mean, I felt like when there were couples in my high school and in middle school, I had the same thing, like six through eight and then nine through 12. And I felt like there were couples. It was always like you kind of saw it coming and people dated forever. Like there were like serial monogamists in my school. It was not the like (laughs) jumping from person to person. It was like you dated for like four years. Um, Mm. But Feeney comes down and Corey's like, oh, Feeney, aren't you going to break them up or hose them down? And Feeney is like, oh, no, they're both A minus students and they're struck by Cupid. Like they can like put each other's tongues in their mouths all they want because they're A students. Like what kind of ass backwards logic is this, Kayla, from Feeney? I've been noticing a lot and I can get more into it later that I have I take such issue with so many of the things that he does as a teacher and principal and that other teachers do. It's just kind of gross that he's having that conversation with them. Mm -hmm. And that, and then Corey telling him that he wants a hickey. Like, why are you telling your principal that? <laughs> yeah, no, that is so bizarre. Feeny once again outing everybody's grades. Like, not cool, Feeny. This is what Feeny cool. does. Mm-hmm. This is his favorite hobby: is telling everybody everybody else's business. And yeah, he's a shamer. It's, he's a shamer. He's a he great is. shamer. I would. I mean, you know, there's stuff that like probably would stick with me forever. And the things that if I was Corey. Feeney's words would stick me with me forever, mm-hmm. but um, traumatizing. Traumatizing, even, even so much so that Corey says that he can't even get a handshake um, <laughs> with the grades that he gets. That was so funny. He's <laughs> like, with your grades, you can't even shake hands. Like that was so fantastic. And this is like, this is just like Corey. This is exactly what he did with Topanga, where he's like. He doesn't want to feel left out. He doesn't want to feel left behind. So he's like, I don't want a girlfriend. I just want like a girl who's like a friend. And a of course, friend. in walks to Yeah, a girly friend. And in walks Topanga, of course, who's like way out of his league. Let's be real. Like she is extremely My out tweet. of Corey's league at this point. <laughs> yeah. Like by the day, she is more and more out of Corey's league. Like and I feel like it's so weird. We definitely missed some summer hanging outs because when we left season one, they were like, oh, Topanga's like a weirdo. And now like Topanga's like hot shit, which obviously she is. But I think that they but now they're friends. Like, I think that they're, we missed some like key summer hangouts where, uh, you know, now Corey wouldn't mind walking life together with Topanga. Um they did have a date in the first season, too, so I'm wondering what happened after mm, that. That's a mm-hmm. good point. I wonder if they, like, went to camp together because, like, there's always, camp. like, that, like, yeah. camp romance, you know? So maybe that's what happened. But it's, like, funny because Corey's like, oh, may I call you honey? And she's like, no, Corey, stop it. Stop <laughs> calling women honey. And she's like, no. oh, can I call you butthead? And I was like, yes, Tabinga, I'm here for this. That was um, so funny. 
Yeah. She's, she's so I'm good. I'm still tracking her transition from her straight hippie girl into actually being kind of normal. Um, and I wondered when they thought they were going to make that transition because in the first season, she wasn't even a regular. Like, Minkus was the one that was supposed to be this big character. And then they're like, move over, Minkus. Topanga's in town. We got shit that we're going to do with her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think we're still, we're still kind of in the middle phase because she's, like, she, maybe she, we have kind of fully transitioned away from hippie Topanga. She hasn't had any like hippie-ish lines so far in two episodes. Mm-hmm. And like the main thing we see from her is she's like, listen, we have a friendship that could last a lifetime. We don't want to lose that. And I'm like, and like you were saying, like, when did that happen? What like friendship? when are you friends? Yeah. Maybe it was the, the foreshadowing. Yeah, maybe it was the boobs. <laughs> like the boobs came and the weirdness <laughs> left. yes yes um and then we go we go to health class which is a like class we've never seen before um just kind of highlights the like hormonal transitions they're all going through and i'm sorry but all of the subs that this high school gets are like really good looking (laughs) like we talked about mrs chappelle yeah yeah yeah. um it's because feeney does the hiring so like whenever feeney (laughs) sees like a hot girl he's like yeah she could sub for us it's like the it's like, <laughs> it's like still trying to look for Mrs. Feeney number two. So she he's he's on the hunt. He's on the prowl. It's disgusting. But yeah, Miss Kelly is like a boss ass bitch. Um and Sean is like instantly like smitten with her. Um I, I don't know. Uh what do you think, Kayla, of Sean's attempt to uh, woo Miss Kelly? Let me pull up my notes because I had some thoughts <laughs> during this scene. First off, I, of course, had major crushes on some of my teachers in seventh grade, but never would I have the freaking audacity to hit on them yes. ever, especially in front of the whole class. Like, that was just disgusting, and it just made me think – Like, sometimes it's hard to watch these shows and just think about how they're not aging well. Like, I really want to enjoy it. But this episode in particular, there were so many moments where I'm like, I can't ignore this. And this was definitely one of those scenes. And I feel like she just can't be taken seriously at her job because she's conventionally attractive. And I feel bad for her. Very true. Yeah. Like, speaking of gonads, like, Sean has, like, the biggest pair to even attempt to hit on Miss Kelly like he he tries to pretend he's like 23 or something as if like we've talked about this on Dawson's Creek but as if like failing class is like attractive like he's trying to you know get away with that um and my favorite uh, maybe my favorite line of the episode was when um Corey is like she asked Corey oh like where what are you know where do I forget what it was where like the eggs or something he's like Oh, they're in the gonads or something. What's the female productive system, reproductive system, the gonads. And then he says the egg slides down the Philippine tube. And I died. I mean, he's not far off, <laughs> not but far I died. Off. I think Corey explains pregnancy and ovulation better than most men could in 2021. I'm sure if I go yes. to my fiance right now and it's like, explain how ovulation works, he would be done. I don't even know if he knows what philippine tube is you've seen the have you seen the? i don't know if it was a trend on tiktok or on like youtube or what it was where it's like you're supposed to ask your like a significant other who's a man so boyfriend husband mm-hmm. whatever how um how pads work 
Yeah. No. Or or that. Or my favorite was the trend that was going around where you have to ask like what the S or the R on a tampon means. <laughs> Kayla, did you see that going around? No, that's funny, though. I like that a lot. I remember in high school, we were juniors, I think. There, One of my friends, he was a guy, and I had to explain to him that girls did not pee out of their butts. Yes! Like, pee out of their men butts. are so misinformed. It's they, I don't even know how many holes there are down there, <laughs> yeah. to be honest. They're just I like, there must just be one. Yeah, I would understand, like, them not understanding that we don't pee out of our vagina but the fact <laughs> out of the butts out of the butts you don't pee out of your butt sir why would i yeah why would we pee out of our butts yeah that is insane. he needs yeah, I to think go to this health class this is the thing is like men just don't get i mean i i mean i think children in general probably don't get adequate like sex education and i'll um, tell but- you why because like the other day when we were talking about um, where they separated the females and the men in health class right. and the reproduction. Did they do that for you, Kayla? Did you guys have, like, when you guys had, like, the sex talk in middle school, like, did they separate boys and girls or did they do it together? I honestly don't mm. even remember having the sex talk or, like, learning about sex at all. I just know everything that I learned, I learned from MTV because I watched it way too young. <laughs> yes. And... In fifth grade, we had to watch a video, but that was just about getting yes. our periods, and it was called The Movie, yes. and girls watched their yes, movie, boys that's watched what I'm talking about. Yes. The Movie. That the movie. is funny. <laughs> Did they, was there um, pancake, was there like the pancake ovaries, or was that, there's this movie what? where, I told you this, Jessica, there's this movie where the woman is explaining fallopian tubes and ovaries, and they make like a pancake diagram, and then oh. they eat the pancakes afterwards. I told you that. That's fucked up. That's weird. I know. I was looking for the movie. I was hoping That's, to I don't know. show you. I don't know but about it's that. Nowhere to be seen. Um, but Corey has a personal question, and he like summons Miss Kelly, and he's like, <laughs> "How do I get a girl to say hi?" Um, a good question, maybe. Maybe not appropriate for Miss Kelly, but a good question in general. Very innocent. How at least. do you? How do you get a girl to say hi? Yeah, Mm. I think, like, honestly, I feel like girls always wonder, like, the same thing. And the trick is, like, just say hi to them. Just introduce yourself. Just be like, hi, I'm Corey. Nice to meet you. You know, do you want to, like, have a conversation? I don't know. I feel like when you're a kid, though, it feels, like, so much bigger than that. Like, it just feels, like, so daunting to even think about approaching someone that you're interested in. And I think that Corey's problem is that he's not interested in anybody. He just wants to, like, right. fit in. So he feels right. like, I need to make out with somebody. I need to get a hickey by the end of the year or I'm, like, done. So, I don't know. This is – I feel bad for Corey, but I also just feel like, Corey, like, slow down. Like, enjoy your childhood. You're not Sean. You no. know, you're not there yet. I can't believe they let a 13-year-old <laughs> say the word hickey on this television show. <laughs> Like, I mean, I I'm, like it, but they just go for it. Exactly. They, but it wouldn't happen now. That's the thing. Like, it would not happen now. Yeah. Not on a children's show. No, no. And as much as like it is forward to have this like conversation in this class of reproductive health. I read that this health class scene was actually like really heavily edited when the show went to syndication. So one step forward, two steps back, like usual. 
I thought it was funny that she asked, does anyone have any questions after all she did was flirt with Sean and then talk to Corey? And then, like, the class was over. She's like, okay, you understand how sex works now? Anybody have any questions? We learned like, all yeah. about ovaries and Philippine tubes. All the questions, actually. She, yeah, she didn't even correct him. So now all the other kids are going to be like, yeah, no clue. Don't know what that means. Yeah, she, like, it's... And they're going to grow up and think all this misinformation. She did the worst thing. Like, usually subs at least, like, throw a movie on. Like, she didn't even do that. Like, it's, like, the bare minimum. Nothing. Nothing. It's a lot of responsibility to put on a substitute teachers. Mm-hmm. Like, being like, okay, instead of me giving out, like, a pop quiz or putting on a movie, I'm going to teach you how the reproductive system works and I'm only going to see you for the next two days. And then otherwise, besides that, someone else is going to have to pick up the pieces. Good luck. (laughs) I also thought it was a little interesting when she was like, um, you'll have a brighter future if you don't mix up gonads and ovaries. I'm like, what is she trying to imply here? It seemed like she was trying to imply something. And I'm like, am I, it didn't like, am I missing it? Or is this joke weird for her to say to a child? It was a saucy joke. Yeah, considering also, like, what we saw last episode with, like, being called gay, like, a negative thing, it wouldn't surprise me if, like, that was the insinuation as well, Mm. just because it is such a, like, it was not treated with any type of grace back in those days. Um, I didn't notice that in the last episode. I wonder if, like, what I was watching was edited. Well, if you were watching on Disney Plus, it would have been there. It was basically when um, Frankie and... um, What's the other guy's name? Frankie Joey. Sakino. Joey. Jo- Joey says oh, something yeah. like, oh, says something to him. And then, and then Joey says, uh, um, or Frankie says, oh, what does that mean? I'm gay. And then he like walks away and it was treated like, oh, it's, you're calling me an insult essentially. Um, Big yeah. yikes. Big yikes. Does not age well, like we were saying. Um, but Corey, now we're back in the hallway. Corey still doesn't understand how couples just keep happening all over the place. We see Mr. Turner and Miss Kelly are paired up. Mr. Feeney and another random old lady are paired up. (laughs) I can see Mr. Turner and Miss Kelly working out. I don't know about you guys, but I think I'm standing that couple. Mr. Turner, that's the tweet. Just right there. Mr. Oh, Turner. absolutely. We're done. We're Co-sign. done. Love Mr. Turner. Yes. Their children yeah. would have the most beautiful black curly hair that any person has ever seen. Mm-hmm. I love Mr. Turner. That's, that's the thing. It's like we're we're very much OG Zaddy Allen stands. But then you bring in Mr. <laughs> Turner and it's like, come on. You then know, what are we supposed to do? You just There's have to nothing to be done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and this I love because this is the first time I feel like this is like becomes a very common trope in um, Boy Meets World where uh, Corey asks Sean like, oh, how do you do it? And Sean does the move of like tossing his hair back with one hand, which immediately gets the attention of a girl. And then he's like, OK, I'm still young enough. I can do this. And he does the two handed move. And he's like, yeah, I have a 30 foot range. And I loved this joke. This was so funny to me. Definitely, like, too cool for me to even process. I And it works. Like, he, he gets, like, two girls. but And I think, like, the swoopy hair is, like, is, like, definitely would get the girls. Um, Corey tries it, too. But, like, Topanga thinks that he has headlights. I, I, that was so I funny. feel so bad. He is, like, he still cannot get over the fact that he has curly hair. And it's something that's going to plague him forever. I'm sorry. He needs the curly girl method. (laughs) 
<laughs> I was just distracted in this scene by the people hanging out on the trash can. I thought that was so gross. <laughs> That's all I was watching. What were they doing in the trash can? Were, they, were, were there people making out on the trash can? No, not making out, surprisingly. They were just leaning on it. Ugh. No. I don't and hang I out like, on yes. trash cans. Not a school trash can, no thank you. <laughs> not a school trash Mm-mm. can. It's, Those are not Not clean. at all, no. Hardly anything in a high school is clean, especially not a trash can. Um, do we think that Corey just needs to, like, embrace the curl and, like, grow it out a bit? There was a kid I went to high school with who had, like, gorgeous curly hair. I feel like if he let it grow, yeah. I don't know, maybe it would just throw up. No, I'm but. telling you, I told you this in the beginning. If he grows out his hair like Ethan Zahn in Africa, then we're Ooh. done. Like, the end of story. Then <laughs> he would get all the girls because Ethan Zahn is the reason why I find curly hair on a man so attractive. Mm-hmm. And that made, me, that made me like Corey's curly hair, too. It was like a one-two punch for me. Um that's a good comparison. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I think so. I think he needs to grow it out. And then he needs some like hair oils. I don't know what Ethan does to make it work so well, mm-hmm. but that's what he needs. Yeah. I think Corey just grew up like maybe five to 10 years too early for that. Cause I remember that was a phase in like the early 2000s, like the curlier, like mm-hmm. luscious hair. Um, mm-hmm. But unfortunately for Corey, he has it short and Topanga thinks he has lice. Um, and then, of course, all she does is throw a little bit of hair over her shoulder and a guy just comes up and grabs her. That's all it takes. I was just thinking about you. <laughs> Kayla, is that how you got a boyfriend in sixth grade? Because that was a flex and I'm pretty jealous about that. Was was it? Did you just do a hair flip? Oh, hell no. <laughs> if I look back at myself in sixth, seventh grade, I'm surprised that anyone gave me the time of day. I actually made the first move on my boyfriend we met in seventh grade. We had language arts together, and every Friday someone got to sit on the couch for free reading time, and you got to invite someone to sit with oh. you, and I got picked, and I invited <gasps> him to come sit with me. What so, a power move. Story. What a boss-ass <laughs> bitch. Oh, my God. That's that amazing. Is, that is truly a power move, because, like, if it's me, I'm picking, like, my bestie. Like, I'm Your not bestie. fucking around and taking taking a risk. No, oh my I'm God. not. And then, yeah. wait, and then what happened? What happened on the reading sofa then? <laughs> I think we just read. <laughs> I don't remember. There weren't like blankets or anything. We couldn't mm-hmm. like, you know, get any riskier. Yeah. You know we what? Okay, so they're in seventh grade. Now, this happened to me in fifth grade, so maybe it's too juvenile for them. But whatever happened to the like the note that like you pass your friend and then your friend passes it to their friend and their friend passes it to them. And it's like, oh, I think you're cute. Do you want to go out? Check yes or no. Like, are they too old for this? Because that was my thing. I don't think so. I was going to say that that's how I think most of my friends got together in junior high is they would just write someone a note and say, I like you. Let's date and then never talk again and then forget we're dating and then do it all over again. That was the move when I was in, gosh, I think it was fifth grade. It had to be fifth grade. There was like my bestie. It was like her cousin kind of. And, um, I wrote like a note and it got passed to him. And I remember it used to be a challenge to see how small you could write. Like that was the thing back in the day. I'm Then it was before like bubbly letters came in and those were in. And you wrote like so, so, so tiny. And I remember passing him notes and I remember like showing him I liked him by chasing him around at recess and kicking him. Like mm. maybe a year or two too old to do that. But I definitely did. <laughs> Yeah, that was That the sounds thing. like something Morgan would do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Morgan has a bit of an aggressive streak now. I like it. She reminds oh, yeah. me of me. Like, <laughs> yeah, she probably a fire. Whenever sign. she talks, I'm like, that's something I would do. Yeah, yeah I think she probably is. She um, has to be a fire sign. Yeah. So, um, Eric brings home this new girl, Rebecca, and asks um, Amy not to embarrass him. And, um, you know, Amy makes her jokes that he wet the bed till 12. I mean, I, I, we all do. Uh, sure. I don't know. That was like quite a thing for her to say to some new girl. Like she that was, was a bit was harsh. Yeah. Joking. Also, she did you joking. recognize her? Did you recognize who played Rebecca? No. Who is she? She also was in Mighty Ducks and oh. she was in Wet Hot American Summer. So mm, she's been around. Yeah, you're really going to make me watch Mighty Ducks soon. I just feel it. It is a classic 90s film. So. I've seen it before. It's not like I haven't, but like I haven't seen it since the 90s. I don't. I mean, I haven't either. So I think it would be part of our sports month where we start oh, our sports God. podcast. Help me, please. <laughs> please. Um, um, yeah. So now Morgan is like quite aggressive, like we were saying. And it's like, you're not allowed to call me Weasel. I'm going to call you Weasel. Um, she's mm. in her cute little soccer getup, um, and like she learns, like, oh, you're not supposed to kick the coach. And I'm just like, I love this version of Morgan. Like, she can get it. <laughs> so yeah, we're like, you met Morgan the first season. We felt like she was a little screamy with her lines, but we love this version of Morgan. Um, I think that um, I think that I like the improvements that Morgan did. Maybe Morgan got an acting coach. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, Kayla, what do you, what did you think of? Because you said you just rewatched season one. So what were your impressions on Morgan? I really liked her. I thought like she's five or younger. So her lines are very scripted. And I was impressed that she could recite them like that. But then in this episode, I was laughing out loud where she was like, I'm going to call you weasel. And then the whole kicking the coach thing, because I feel like I would have kicked my soccer coach. <laughs> I used to kick people randomly and my mom would get really mad at me. She's like, you can't do that. And I'm like, why not? They made me mad. <laughs> I would just like kick my family members. Like I kicked my grandpa one time and my cousin. So I could, I just relate to her right now, I guess. Do you have any siblings? Yes, I'm the baby of four. Oh wow! How many I just, of the? Yeah, I feel like that stokes the fire flames even more. <laughs> How many of your siblings did you I kick? Would, I don't know if I ever kicked my siblings. I I have two brothers and a sister. I got along with my brothers, but my sister, I she was kind of scared of me. Like if I started chasing her, and she's older, obviously, and she'd be like, mm-hmm. "Mom." <laughs> I, I hope I hope I'm not as scary now. I am not the same Kayla I used to be as a little child. <laughs> Your older sister probably deserved it. A lot of older siblings deserve yeah. it. So um, agreed. <laughs> so Rebecca asks for a house tour, at which point the audience is like, "Woo!" <laughs> and also the the audience wooed at the hickey thing too. The audience mm-hmm. is always so thirsty. horny yeah they're yeah. very thirsty <laughs> always um and she wants to like see the upstairs like wink wink nudge nudge mm-hmm. um this is when sean and Corey come home Corey's upset that he like doesn't have the hair to get the girls um sean is like well okay then i'll see you later if you're gonna do homework i'm gonna leave because he opens the door tosses his hair and they're like hey is that you sean <laughs> <laughs> this was so funny this is so funny. This is like the Boy Meets World that like 
you know and love, you know? This is why season two is so good. Um, yeah, so he, he ditches Corey, like, and Corey's like, okay, like, I give up on girls, like, obviously this isn't for me, I'm gonna study and good, good grades and go to a good college and then I'll build a wife. Um, not, I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't think so because Corey gets bored after, like, one minute of studying. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this is way early, though, for Sean to be ditching Corey for girls. Like, he doesn't even have a girlfriend yet and he's already ditching Corey for well, girls. Well, he's like- already... He's already behind, like, all the other kids, like, Michael and Peter or whomever. They all have girls. He's a step behind. Kayla, would the would the hair swoopy technique, would that have worked on seventh grade Kayla back in the day? It would probably still work now. <laughs> <laughs> it just reminds me, um, do y'all watch How I Met Your Mother? Yeah, I've seen it, yeah. It just reminds me of, like, the last season, whenever they say Mandy Patinkin and all the old people come running, that's what this reminds me of, like, (laughs) the radius. Like, he does it, and then it just happens. Yeah, Yeah, that's his calling card. And I think it's funny because, like, I love the the way that, like, Eric and Sean are so similar and they're not related, and they both have the very, like, swoopy, like, straight, luscious hair. And poor Corey got his hair from Alan's side of the family and just can't do the (laughs) swoopy thing. Um, So poor Corey. He decides he's going to study, and then he hears noise upstairs. um, So he goes to check it out, thinking it's his parents, because he hears it in his parents' bedroom, so it makes sense. Um, which he shouldn't just be walking into his parents' bedroom either. That's what I said. Like, if the door is closed, then you have to at least knock. Like, you don't just go running into your parents' bedroom. Yeah. And the sexy music? Like, did that not give it away? <laughs> yeah. They should have put a yeah. sock on the door, I guess. Yeah, he definitely needs a sock on the door. Yeah. Um. Um. So, yeah. So, he walks in on Rebecca and Eric making out and... Uh, Eric is like, I'm studying. And then fucking Corey says, so am I. What the <laughs> actual fuck is this? <laughs> Such like, a no. gross. Um, this is not right. And Rebecca gets so skeeved out by all this. And she just like leaves. Like she's like, I'm done. I mean, um, can I, you blame her? Like, I feel like I would have done the same thing. I would have been grossed out. But why do you guys think that she's so butthurt? Like, you know, like I feel like That's- she's like. She's like, our date is called off on Friday. Like, we're done. Like, is Eric a shitty kisser? That's my ultimate question. Um, That's the only explanation because I had the same question. I was like, why the 180? I think that, okay, so in my mind, it's that, like, Corey walks in on them. And then she doesn't – I feel like she thinks Corey's going to tattle on them and she doesn't want to be around for the fallout. Like, that was my guess, right? Like, there's nothing – and maybe she wasn't even interested in, like, pursuing a relationship with Eric per se. Could have just been like, I want a make-out session. Sounds great. But if she was, like, I feel like she's like, oh, my gosh, his parents are never going to, like, accept me in their household after this whole situation. But, I mean, mm. they're on they're on his parents' bed. Like, that is a power move to do – First time you make out with somebody, not even on the couch, like straight to the bedroom. Yeah, like she's so bold. Like she books it to the bedroom. And we hear later on that she does like a little come hither moment and pats the bed. Like, yes, that is very bold. Mm-hmm. Um, And I still don't get why. I think we talked about this. What was it? Dawson's Creek, Jess, where we're like, why? Who wants to make out 
um, on their parents' bed. Yeah. Like, this Gross. is not a thing. Not, I mean, not in my household. It definitely wasn't a thing. Kayla, you have older siblings. Did you ever walk in on, like, one of your siblings, like, making out with, like, a significant other? Um, no, but I used to pester my brother and his girlfriend. We have a basement, and so I would always just, like, go down to the basement when they were there. <laughs> and now that I'm older, I realize they were very upset with me for oh, doing no. that. No, the- I would even, yeah. like, go outside and peek in the windows and, like, try and catch them kissing. <laughs> no, Kayla, the basement's a sacred place. The basement is I, where now all I know. down. Yeah. That is so now I know. funny. You're not a teenager. I just you don't get to at least second base in an attic or a basement <laughs> like that's where I just, you go I d- for that I don't understand I get he has a twin bed and his room is very kid-like but I would just not want to do anything sexual on my parents bed yeah no no thanks yeah no. yeah it just seems disgusting and so Eric is like pissed he's like I'm gonna kill you Corey and then Corey immediately like again Corey is not always the smartest in school, but he immediately is like, I have you. I have you by your ovaries. Like, you are making out a mom and dad's bed. I have you. And so then, of course, Eric is like, oh, shit. Like, you're right. And Corey's like, listen, you can make it up to me. Um, uh, how do you get a girl to say hi? And Eric says he has to use his eyes and stare through a girl, make eye contact. You have to make her think you're interested. You don't necessarily have to be interested. You just have to make them think you are. I feel like half of this advice is good and half of it is trash. It was going up, 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 up when he's like, yeah, like, look at her, like, make her think that you're she's the most exquisite thing you've ever seen. Like, I was like, yes, Eric. Like, yeah, OK. And then he's <laughs> like, you don't even have to be interested in her. Like, it just has to be whomever. It's like, what? Wait, wait, wait. Back up, back up. No, 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 no. Um, so I also like how Eric's like, yeah, like, you're wasting my time. Like, this is small potatoes. And. Corey's like yeah I don't have the lung capacity To do what you're doing with Rebecca Um, Oh my gosh Um, So What do you uh, Kayla think of Eric's foolproof Method Foolproof method To get girls I had the same exact thoughts as both of you when he started talking. I was like, yeah, that would actually work. Look at them, make them feel like they're seen. But then his whole point was they're not really seen. You're just doing whatever. My favorite part of this scene was when he was like, you have what I have. Nothing. I (laughs) I loved it. That was so funny. (laughs) I I had that written down, too, is like, you know, one of my favorite parts of the scene. This was a very good scene. It was funny. It was well written. We mm-hmm. might not agree with Eric um, and his method to get girls. I mean, not going to lie, it does work. But yeah, um, but I it's think very Corey shallow. takes it a little <laughs> bit too literally because he's like staring at Wendy all <laughs> like all freaking cl- class. He's staring at her. I don't think that's exactly what Eric meant. I felt like no. Eric meant like you just have to like look at her and like, pay attention to her. Yeah. yeah. Get her eyes to look at you. Not just stare at her all class long. And of course, Mr. Turner like yells at him because he's like not paying attention. But I did think he did like he did a good job and he complimented her hair. He said your hair is exquisite. She, he asked her on a date. She says yes. So I guess like it did work. But 
I feel like it wouldn't work on all girls. Like, it worked on Wendy. Is this kind of move... Kayla, does this move work on Topanga, do you think? I think that it works when it's genuine, and Topanga is someone that could definitely see through the bullshit. So if he's just saying something to say it, she's not going to take it to heart. But if she can tell that he's being serious, then I think it would work. Mm -hmm. That's fair. she did comb her hair differently this morning, so she probably appreciated that somebody noticed. Yeah. I would have been like, oh, my God. <laughs> it worked. Thank you. Yeah. Also, she's also, like, called the new girl. So I do think that she's in a particularly, like, vulnerable position of being new kid in class. Maybe she doesn't have a ton of friends. The fact that, like, someone is paying attention to her. Who knows? Like, it could just be that as well. Because I was like... I don't know, Corey. Like, you did, like, half of it right, maybe. Like, you get, like, 50%, I think. (laughs) He was proud of himself, and he left that room, like, really happy, especially since Sean gave him major props. Mm -hmm. And um, so he got the date. Like, yeah, good um, for good for Corey. Good for Corey. This next scene was one of my favorites in the episode. Um, we're we're in. It's Amy and Alan in their bedroom. Amy is wearing what Alan calls flannel armor because it is like the oldest like looking nightdress I've ever seen. Like it's yeah. like rodeo nightdress, like mismatched like flannel patterns. He says mm-hmm. she's looking positively Amish. Um, <laughs> very funny. He obviously is particularly thirsty tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this mm-hmm. is the type of nightgown that you wear when you don't want to get fucked at all. So, hundred percent. This is like I'm on my period the- nightgown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, by the way, I don't know if this is. We're gonna have to track this, but I saw a trivia note that this is the only time in the entire series that we see. Alan and Amy's bedroom, which if that's the case, that's Ooh. wild. Um, hmm. Okay. Something to yeah. think about. Yeah. Also, Amy seems to have switched from a real estate agent to now a gallery owner slash art dealer. So what the heck, Amy? Confused. You didn't tell me that miss? you switched careers. No. Um, but she is stressed because she has three busloads of garden club ladies coming to the gallery and when I heard them like what fucking gallery like what are you talking about (laughs) and the paintings are a little risque unlike Amy's outfit which is the opposite of risque I was just going to say that this scene actually frustrated me a little bit maybe because it felt a little too real at times um like I get it was supposed to be jokey but years and years of marriage I could see how like if he's like that every night it would be really frustrating like let me wear whatever the fuck I want I'm not obligated to get groped by you every night (laughs) she was trying to talk about his day and all he wanted to do is kiss it's like if that was me I wouldn't just be like okay fine let's just make out I'd be like no fucking listen to me I'm trying to tell you something I'm stressed out yeah I totally agree with you it's like the minute he's like tugging on her like a flannel armor I'm just like (laughs) Alan, like, back the fuck up. Calm down. She's not into it tonight. Like, go jerk off in the bathroom and leave her alone. Like, seriously, give her some (laughs) space. And so it's, yeah, it is kind of funny. But they start, like, eventually, I don't know, I guess he wears her down. I feel like this is is the age of, like, we're not as much 
female empowered as much in this stage, right? Like, I feel like if this was like a 2000s show, it's handled differently. But they start making out. Amy finds an earring. And I really, I kind of liked this part. I know it's not the most kosher thing in the world. But basically, Amy immediately writes off that it could be like someone that Alan is like cheating on her with. And Alan is like insulted. He's like, you think I'm safe. You don't think I could get someone young and hot. And I love that he tells a story of a young blonde woman came into the grocery store and asked him if the bread was fresh. <laughs> and I, I died mean, at the line. If that's not come to the car and <laughs> let's go to the local <laughs> motel, then I don't know what is. Is the bread fresh? Excuse me. Are you fresh? Um, yeah, he's he's like at first offended that um, she does not think that he could cheat on her, but he also doesn't want to seem like he did anything. But ultimately, Amy realizes that it's like the earring is like some cheap ass crap. Only something a teenager <laughs> would wear. Um, so, Kayla, what do you think about Amy letting um, wanting to both talk to Eric versus Alan just talking to Eric. So I feel like I was just so frustrated by this whole episode and it just keeps happening. I get where she's coming from. Um, Like, I can't imagine how, first of all, how hard it would be to parent with someone that is just like self-centered and sensitive as Alan. (laughs) Like her feelings didn't matter, but Mm -hmm. all of a sudden when he's feeling some type of way, everything needs to stop. You need to cater to him. Mm -hmm. And, I just can't imagine being proud of my son for doing something sexual with somebody else. Like my son, yeah. you know, I'm, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just weird. weird. It's very creepy. It's weird. Like it's, it's yeah. And I think this is, it's so weird going from season one, Alan to season two, Alan. I feel like season one, Alan is much more like fatherly, like not as much like jokey. Like he's very all about the lessons. Right. And obviously there is still a lesson in this episode, But, like, Amy even says, I don't want the father-son wink-wink thing. Like, it's something to be proud of. And like you were saying, Kelly, he goes, like, my son. Like, it's (laughs) creepy to ever think that you'd be proud of your child for having, like, sex when they're a teenager with some random girl who you obviously don't really know. Not that that's a big deal, but I just think it's weird that... In your bed. In your bed of all places. Like, I feel like Alan realistically should be upset, if for nothing else... Then for the fact that Eric was about to have sex in his bed, like that just doesn't make sense to me, Kayla. Like, I just don't, I don't get that. <laughs> I definitely don't think that you should ever shame kids for things like that because I think it's normal. Yeah. But to be proud of them, like there's definitely a middle ground and yes. he could have gone to the middle ground. Yeah, I think that's a great point. I think it's, I think that um, this is such a delicate age of 16 that they can really get a weird perspective um, if you discipline too hard or shame them for wanting to do something that's perfectly natural. But yeah. no, of course, we don't want you to like be rooting on your kid for having sex at 16 in your own bedroom. You yeah. know, educate, but not like you're not their friend. You're their father. Yada, yada, yada. Things yeah. Like and that. at least at least I feel like 
Alan does the right thing in this next part where they go in to talk to Eric and they find out that um, that not only did obviously Eric was making out with a girl in his parents bed, but Corey, they taught that Eric taught Corey how to get what he wants from a girl. Corey doesn't even know her name. Eric has a foolproof plan. And I love how Eric is like, ring, ring, <laughs> trying to get their <laughs> attention. Um, but I think that like. It's nice that at least Alan is, like, upset at that part. Like, what are you teaching him, Eric? Like, he needs to know the girl's name. Do you even know Rebecca's, like, last name? Learn her name. Uh, I feel like at least Alan redeems himself there a little bit. Um, And Eric's singing Amazing Grace because he knows he's in trouble. Um, Alan basically is like, you need to learn more about Rebecca don't give Corey any advice. And Amy says, you know, Corey, if you have if you need advice, go to your father. Is this is this the right strategy, Kayla, for for Corey to be going to Alan for this type of thing? I think not, because I'm wondering, is the advice that he gives Corey going to be better than what Eric told him? I think that he could even come to his mom for that kind of stuff. And I think that in that moment, they could have given them advice on the spot instead of just yelling at them because yeah. it did feel very shameful and I mean like at the end you realize Corey did learn a lesson because of course it's a TV show but I think that they could have been more explicit in what they were saying Mm -hmm. yeah I think that I mean I think that you to an extent you want Corey to go to his brother for some advice even if like I mean this wasn't the best advice but also like Corey and Eric are not the closest of brothers and encouraging them to not have like bonds like that is only going to make them um even more like apart like not connected with each other. I think it was good. Like I liked seeing Corey go to Eric for like advice and Eric, you know, Eric kind of helped him. I mean Kind of not, but I think that I would, like, if I had two children, I would want them to have a connection with each other and go to each other for help. Um, Right, Jess? Like, I yeah. mean, you and I don't go to our siblings for help, so. No, no, but I think it's a little bit different here. I just think that, like, obviously Eric didn't learn enough from Alan, and so then you, if Alan, maybe, maybe Alan was teaching him this, I would hope not, but, like, so then it's hard for them, like, Eric to give Corey the same terrible advice that somehow Eric learned along the way. Um, I also think it's tricky to bring this up to a parent. Like, I feel like they'd be better off finding someone closer to Corey's age to give him advice. Or maybe, like, don't tell Corey not to go to Eric, but have a conversation with both Corey and oh, Eric. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, you know what I mean? Like, I like to hope that it's late at night. They're not about to impart words of wisdom on their children before bed I like to pretend that like the next day they had a better talk with them and sat them down and were like Mm -hmm. this is how you should treat women don't stare at them and pretend you like them actually genuinely be interested if you're going to pursue somebody at least Mm -hmm. Corey somehow gets some advice and takes it and rolls with it because we see the next day um him and Wendy are like gonna go out on this date um, he asks if she feels funny about it and she says, yeah, you know, we don't really know each other that well. 
And Corey asks, oh, do you want to go talk instead? And then we finally learn her name is Wendy. I can't even believe that he would ask her out without even knowing her name. Like, what I do know. you even say? Like, hey, you, how you doing? Like, it's so awkward. I know. I know. I mean, at least he could have asked around and got her name. Or, like, doesn't Mr. Turner take attendance? Like, could he paid paid attention to what her name because see i'm sure wendy's in the same homeroom too like it once again Corey's just doing the bare minimum like he could have figured it out he probably could have asked topanga and gotten the name um so yeah kind of a kind of a blunder but um kayla what did you think of this little interaction with wendy and Corey when they broke off the date I thought I liked that he was honest with her and that she was honest with him back. It kind of made me laugh, though, because they basically planned a date after they had just canceled their date. (laughs) Yes. Because then they still went and hung out anyway. But it's like it's not a date date. It's just like it's the same Topanga Corey date. It's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. No pressure. No prush. But if yeah. someone didn't know my name, I'd be so offended and embarrassed. I'm just a super observant person, so I couldn't imagine being in a class with someone and just not knowing who they are. Right. So. I know. He's and like, he do you even know my name? Yeah. 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 He's like, uh, no. <laughs> it's like, I would be like, okay, then boy, bye. <laughs> yeah. And I did love the, like, after credit scene because I do think we're getting more into the territory of, like, Eric and Corey actually becoming friends because first season was very antagonistic, I think. And this season, like, we see they're doing their homework together in their bedroom. Eric asks Corey how his date was. Corey said it was good. Um, Corey said he was, like, really nervous. He nodded a lot. And Eric's like, oh, oh, that worked? And he's like, yeah, she she said she'd like to go out again. He's like, how how did you nod? Did you do it this way? Did you do it that way? Like, it was cute that, like, now Eric is attempting to learn from Corey. Has, has nodding ever gotten you a second date, Kayla? Just nodding vigorously. <laughs> You know, I can't say that that would work if that was all that there was. I need a little bit more. It it makes me wonder if this is the beginning of the transition from Eric being very cool to being weird because he always kind of seemed like the big man on campus and all of a sudden he needs his seventh grade brother's advice on how to talk to a girl. But also, he got his first relationship advice ever from Corey um, in like the second episode or whatever or was it the first episode where like Corey's like yes. oh you should go to a movie and a date um, movie and dinner and Corey, um, Eric was like oh that's a great idea it's like bitch like that's the easiest relationship advice you can ever get that's mm-hmm. relationships 101 and an 11 year old told you that so um, yeah, I think it's funny that Eric is touted as like such a ladies man and yet everything we've ever seen of him like he seems pretty awful with women Like, he's never, has he ever actually had, like, a second date? Like, it seems like every woman has, like, dumped his ass, like, very early on in their relationship. Yeah. I miss Linda. Me too. I just want Linda to come back. Linda is definitely the best one. I wish they had brought her back for, like, a second guest spot. That would have been, even if just to, like, hang out with Morgan. I agree. That would have been fun. I agree. Um, She was just there for the lesson, unfortunately. Yes. That's true. They They very much used used Linda. They did. They I don't like that they Linda. used her. Yeah. She deserved um, better. She really did. Linda was great. Um, I hope that Linda got with like a really popular like football player that's also really smart and they're like applying to go to Yale together and they're just living their aw. best lives. I love that I for have, Linda. 
I have I have <laughs> great great thoughts um, for the future for Linda. So best of luck wherever you are. Write the fanfic. <laughs> yes. Um, I really liked this episode. Like generally speaking, like I thought. I think season two is already like funnier than season one is. I feel like the jokes are hitting. I feel like the characters are definitely kind of evolving um, a bit more. Um, it did have some like issues as we talked about, like not exactly the best morals to be teaching young kids. Um, but I think like the characters are developing in a way that I'm really enjoying so far in season two. Mm hmm. Absolutely. I'm really enjoying season two. I'm really excited to see what else is happening. Um, I like that the writing is getting stronger. The acting, of course, is getting stronger. So um, a lot of good things. Um, Kayla, what are you looking forward to the most in season two on your uh, rewatch? I honestly haven't rewatched it since I was in college. And so when I watch an episode, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember all of this. But if I'm just sitting here thinking about it, I can't remember what's going to happen. So it's just nice when an episode comes up where I'm like, oh, yeah, I love this episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's always exciting to see little bits and pieces that you're like, oh, I remember this. This was mm-hmm. so funny. Um, so there's it's I'm just really excited now that we're like in the nitty gritty of um, a later se- a later. Yeah, season. we're going to be it's getting into the more season. dramatic stuff soon. So yeah. that's very fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I also get a lot of fashion inspiration. I just want to put my hand through the screen and take out some of uh, the outfits for myself. Yes. I I, dre- I love the 90s style. That's just all what I'm As about, you're wearing so. tie-dye. <laughs> I'm Sean. With Sean. a scrunchie. With a scrunchie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You've got the uniform today, that's <laughs> yes. for sure. <laughs> and we, we're speaking about fashion. So let's get into our fashion hour. Um, we had like so many outfits to choose from. I felt like this episode, I had a tough time at least narrowing down the, the Rachel Green award because there were so many nineties outfits. It was a plethora. We are going to start with, um, Topanga. So first nomination for Rachel Green award for the most nineties outfit. This is the, the one and only time we see Topanga this episode. This is what she's wearing. There is like so very much happening. Um, her dress Mm -hmm. is like a, I don't know, like it's like a weird pattern. It's not paisley, but it has a lot of swirls on it. It's kind of like a burnt orange red with like a yellow pattern. Um, she's wearing, of course, a jean vest with it, denim vest. She's belted at the um at the waist. Uh, and then the front of the dress kind of like cuts open in a V and has like this white frilly material coming off of it. Um, she has her hair in kind of a similar style to last episode where it starts off kind of straight at the top and curls at the bottom. She has it pulled up, uh, like half up, half down kind of look with a claw clip, classic, classic nineties and her feet. We have traded in the combat boots from season one for Tim's boots with like a (laughs) white sock peeking over the top. Um, yeah. Kayla, what are your thoughts on this outfit? Would you have plucked this off of the screen to wear it for yourself? Bits and pieces. I'm definitely here for anything denim. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the color of the dress, but not the pattern. And I'm here for the shoes. I don't know how I feel about the socks poking out, but I, I do like the shoes. Yeah, the Timberlands are a classic. Um, 
I think that she looks kind of cute. I mean, this is definitely an improvement from the doily dress. Um, I really <laughs> like her purple claw clip. I thought that just sent me over the edge. And I mean, she kind of looks like she's trying to be a cowgirl. Like, is this not like a cowgirl outfit? Yeah, I think I can say I think that. my issue with it is like, take out that white piece in the front and just let the dress be like what I think it looks cute if it doesn't have that I honestly do I think Mm -hmm. that is what's ruining it for me also I think it's because it's like it's like a collared dress I think if it doesn't have the collar Mm. and it's like maybe like a tank style with the vest I think that's a cuter look I love a belted waist though yeah I'm definitely not vibing with her bangs either. I don't <laughs> know what the, the hell problem is, is going on. The, the problem is she has a right? short forehead. And so yes. she has to have like the tiniest bangs. And it just looks weird. Yeah. It does look a little suspect. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. She definitely looks like she's going to a hoedown. Like this is like an outfit that you wear to like the Sadie Hawkins dance. That's like themed <laughs> like ho like a uh, hoedown or like um. What is the, what's that dancing where like you're like in a line, um, line, line dancing? Line yeah, this is like <laughs> what you would wear to like the you know the you know how the bars have like the line dancing nights on Friday nights. Like this is the outfit that you wear. Yeah, to she that. just needs to change the Timberlands yeah. for cowboy boots and she's good. And then she's there. Yeah. Um. Second up, we have Miss Wendy. Um, this was the outfit she was wearing when Corey stares at her and compliments her. Um, it's a very like poofy, just open slip dress. Um, it's like a light blue with like a white pattern on it. Kind of like a sleeve that goes down to the elbow, kind of a swoop neck, tiny, tiny watch on her wrist. Uh, I love that she's wearing what kind of look like a crossover between like a Converse and a Ked um, with white socks. I love a sneaker with a dress. Uh, and her hair, again, she parted it differently today. Long, beautiful, like platinum blonde, straight, wispy looking. Sarah, what were your thoughts on this outfit? Mm. She's giving me some bad bitch energy. Like this girl <laughs> would definitely bully me in the seventh grade. Um, so she I, I mean, this outfit is sweet. It's like a sweet outfit. Um, I like the shoe, the situation on the shoes. I do want to give her compliments for her new combing technique. I like her hair a lot as a blonde. Um, It is very, I mean, I'm sure this is her natural hair, but like this is like the type of blonde that if you're not going ashy, like this is the perfect like warmer tone of blonde that um, I aspire to get to. But yeah, like she she looks like a popular girl in school. She looks like she would slip a note in my locker saying like you're a loser. Um, and it's embarrassing that you wore the same shoes three days in a row. Um, what do you think, Kayla? I like her outfit. Um, definitely the shoes. Gen Z would not approve of her hair, but I'm here for it. <laughs> That's true. It's true. It's a it's a side part. Um, inc- it's, incriminating. It's a little it's a little wrinkly. I feel like the costume department could have ironed yeah. it for her, but I, I it's I feel like I couldn't pull it off because the color's too light for me. But I, it works with her like skin tone and her hair color and everything. I think she looks. Super yeah, I cute. think the tough yeah. part for me would be like it would just look. I would look like a sack of potatoes. Like I need definition <laughs> in my clothes. Yeah. I need like a belted mm-hmm. waist, like Topanga's rocking. Otherwise, I just look like a big sack of potatoes. So yeah, um, but it looks <laughs> cute on her. I love like a Ked sneaker with a dress. I think that's like it's a cute casual look. 
age appropriate. Exactly. Um, And next up, we have the bad bitch herself, Rebecca, coming into (laughs) town. This bitch. I saw this outfit and I was like, holy shit, there's so much happening. Um, She's wearing like a mini skirt, like a gray mini skirt. with. It looks kind of like it's pleated. Um, She has on white tights slash leggings, question mark. They're very opaque. Um, And then she's wearing red socks with like a short leather like a kind of like a booty but shorter I'm not exactly sure maybe Mary Jane's tough to tell um she's wearing a red turtleneck probably to hide all the hickeys that she has on that neck (laughs) and she's wearing what looks to be maybe a tweed like cropped jacket with Mm -hmm. kind of like lapels and buttons down the center and of course those cheap ass earrings so, um, Kayla, Kayla, what are your thoughts on? Oh, and her hair is long, straight, brunette. Again, another side part would not fly today. Uh, Kayla, what do you think of bad bitch Rebecca? I love her outfit. I love maroon, so I'm really vibing with this. And it looks like her shirt kind of is ribs, and I like that texture a lot. The only thing I would do to level this up is to not have white mm-hmm. tights. That's just what throws the whole outfit off for me. But everything else I actually really like. And I would probably wear that today. Yeah. I love this outfit. I mean, this we just talked about Clueless. It's kind of giving me Clueless vibes slash, like, um, Blair Waldorf vibes as well. Um, for me, the most incriminating thing about this outfit is her cheap ass earrings. Like, you know, this girl <laughs> is not wearing those earrings. You know, she would never. <laughs> this girl is wearing gold, small gold hoops or nothing else or yeah. diamond studs that she got at her bat mitzvah. Like, let's be real. Let's be real. But no, I know this girl. This girl is like your friend's older sister that you're terrified of. Because she would murder you. Yeah. And she, she makes gives fun good, of you at your sleepovers. She gives good, like, RBF. Like, she has, like, resting yes. bitch face 100%. Yeah. 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 I, I love the outfit. I agree with you, Kayla. Like, take out the tights and I'm probably there for it. Like, or make them black. Or, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. ooh, or make, do the tights that have, like, the line up the back. Like, that would look very good with this outfit. Yeah. Um, yes. So that is it for the Rachel Green Award. Who would you guys like to give it to? Topanga, Wendy, or Rebecca? I'm leaning between Rebecca and Topanga. So what do you think, Kayla? Like, who do you think we should give our prestigious fashion award to? I think that overall, Rebecca's outfit works the most. And when I look at her, that looks like the most Rachel Green. I could see Rachel wearing that. I don't know if I could see Rachel wearing Topanga's outfit. <laughs> no, I don't think that so. That is a fair assessment. <laughs> I do think that Rachel would re- wear this outfit. Like, because it is kind of like businessy, too. Like, I feel like she starts working at Ralph Lauren and she, like, rocks this. Again, no white tips, yeah. but no. rocks something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like this outfit a lot. I, I, I think I agree, Kayla. This is, like, the clear winner for me. All right. So congratulations, Rebecca. Um, Up next, Paul Rudd's Certificate of Timelessness for the most timeless outfit. I only had two options here. I just felt like so many of the outfits were very 90s. I didn't want to force it. Um, And I didn't want to pick something basic like what Eric wears because it's honestly like he wears the same basic outfit every every friggin' episode. So um, first up, we have Amy. We have her soccer mom realness. She's sporting black uh, back black denim um, and on the top she has this like 
bright pink. It's not quite bubblegum. It's more salmon-y type of, I'm not sure exactly what type of pink. Salmon-y bubblegum maybe. Um, kind of like a crew neck sweatshirt. It's tucked in to the uh, black jeans. I feel like we'd see more of a French tuck today than this actual fully tucked in. Her hair is very incriminating. It looks awful. It's very 90s. But what am I going to do? Shave her head? You know, like every episode we talk about how awful her hair is. Kayla, what are your thoughts on Amy's soccer mom realness outfit? Okay, so Rebecca's who I want to dress like. Amy is who I do dress like. <laughs> I, I never leave the house without a flannel. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always like... I don't, I'm not going to say I wear jeans a lot, but if I were going to wear jeans, they would be black denim. Yeah. Um, her, I would definitely never be caught dead in pink unless it was a peachy sort of pink. I, I like her outfit, minus not vibing with the pink, um, and agreed that her hair is a little sad, mm-hmm. but I feel like in the 90s, that would be considered Exactly. Cute. That is the style yeah. of the 90s, so it's hard to really fault her for it. Yeah. I mean, am I wrong to say that a sweatshirt without a hood is the preferred sweatshirt these You're days? You're wrong. No hood. No and hood. I would, in I a was fashion say I would sense, crop Jess. it. Oh, in a fashion sense, then yes, in you're right. Fashion, right, But Kayla, in living like, right, my like, life, like, I need a hood. Kayla, you're, um, you're not a millennial, right? Like, you're Gen Z. I think I'm definitely in the middle. She's like a cusper. Yeah. Okay. So, but, okay, but you relate to the children. So, but they, they wear, they don't wear hooded uh, sweatshirts anymore, It's all right? crewnecks. Like, it's all crewnecks? I mean, I think so. I personally yeah. don't like hoodies. I like crewnecks. Yeah. And whenever I buy a sweatshirt, I can't buy ones that have pockets because I immediately cut the rib off the bottom so it can be cropped. Yeah. So, yeah. So do this. Whoa, you'll crop that's it a power a move. Yeah. No, I think that if we crop this. With the black jeans, then we're there, right? Or you French, or you French tuck it. I think you could French tuck this mm-hmm. sweatshirt as well. I don't think well. you French tuck or in a knot. A knot would be super oh, the cute. Knot works too. The knot. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That I'm just like it's hard to like say because we could pick like an outfit that like Eric has and call it timeless and not need to make any adjustments, right? But I prefer to do mm-hmm. ones that it's like we yeah. could easily make this timeless, and I completely agree. I do prefer a hoodie mainly because. Women's clothing generally doesn't have pockets, and I need my hoodie pocket for 20,000 things that I have to what carry around. What are you putting in a hoodie pocket? Like my phone. What if I'm going from like one they end all, to the other? They fall out. They fall out of the yeah, hoodie well, pocket. What are you doing in your hoodie? Jumping jacks? Why is your phone falling they out? They slip out. They slip out. It's not oh a safe gosh. place to put a phone. I mean, I think it's not fine. Safe. I have a case uh, on my maybe phone. Maybe if you actually carried a purse, then you wouldn't have that problem. <sighs> Okay, uh, Kayla. My mom's not going to listen to this, so I can put her on blast a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so <laughs> my mom just, like, never gets new clothes, really, until recently. And I definitely think if I went into my mom's closet right now, I could pull out Amy's outfit. That 100%. is fantastic. I think I could do that. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that is great. I think, yeah, I feel like my mom has something like this. I don't think she'd wear black denim, though. I think she's definitely more of a blue denim kind of gal. But she definitely has something like denim. this sweatshirt. I like I want- black denim. I only wear black bottoms, really. I have two pa- pairs mm-hmm. of blue jeans, one that's ripped and one that's not. They're both skinny, but we don't talk about that. <laughs> another another that's faux a whole pas. other podcast. <laughs> that's a whole yeah. other thing. Um, second up for the Paul Rudd Certificate of Timelessness is the Thirsty Allen outfit. Very cash, um, <laughs> just like a blue uh, sweatpants bottom. I feel like they're joggers. We can't tell for sure, but that would be my guess. 
And then just a basic ass green pocket tea. Not a ton to choose from this episode, like I said. But this to me, my dad has this outfit if we're talking about parents. My dad 100% has this outfit in his closet right now. Sarah, what did you think of Thirsty Allen? I mean, sounds like Kirstie Allen. (laughs) Kirstie Allen. Um, I mean, if he tried to seduce me in this outfit, it would work. I mean, I think it does the job. Um, we we love sweatpants. Um, Mm -hmm, on mm -hmm. men, we don't complain about that. So I think that I mean he looks good. He always looks good. I like. I love gray. I like maroon. I think that um. Also, like, him and Amy are, like, kind of matching. What a couple. Do you think that they match every night at bed? Is that their thing? (laughs) That's sad if that's their thing. Yeah, it might be a little bit sad. Kayla, what do you think of um, his outfit uh, for for nighttime? Um, I like it. I hope they're joggers. If they're not, I'm going to dock some points. Mm -hmm. Um, I also feel like sweatpants and sweatshirts are considered very sexy right now like you put on a full face of makeup and then you put on a cute pair of sweatpants and like yes. that's your outfit so I feel like yes. he's in touch with the times still that's great news he looks for a little me. raggedy I feel like <laughs> he has a stain raggedy. on his shirt like I can't see it but I oh, feel like no. it's stained it, like it probably smells if he if I could, <laughs> knew he was clean yeah. I'd like it more I'm just not I'm not sold I'm not convinced that yeah. he's clean oh my it, gosh it, it's a little wrinkly too the wardrobe department's really like yeah. they need to get out that steamer everyone's like wrinkly today and right I think you're yeah. right I think that this is his second night in a row wearing this shirt <laughs> do we like Kayla, his hair you- short I was just going to ask you the same question. Yeah, I was going to ask you what you think about his season two hair. Because I I like it. I, I like, like it, it short, but I don't. Okay, I like it shorter, but I don't necessarily like the haircut that he has, if that makes sense. I feel like it needs to be like a little bit shorter on the sides, I think. Exactly. It's just all one length right now, and so it looks weird. I could fuck with it if it was a different like shape, basically. <laughs> It's the I shapes not doing yeah, him favors. I don't know. I, I liked his old hair. I liked Well, Sarah, poofy. you like the 90s, like, yeah. kind of almost, like, borderline mullet. Like, it's, like, flirting yeah. with being a mullet. But yeah. also, like, he looked like a dad. And I, like, dad. He still looks like a dad. Yeah, but now he has, like, the short haircut. I like the other dad. He, okay. Like, maybe he's not much of a zaddy anymore. Maybe no, he's, just he's still daddy. daddy. He's, I don't know. Well, he's still a zaddy because Mr. Turner doesn't have any kids yet. So, like, yeah. he can't be a zaddy yet. He could just be, like, that hot teacher, like, hot for teacher. That's what, like, we should call him because everybody had that teacher yeah. that they were, like, yeah. hot for. I know. And that's Mr. I Turner. hope his hair grows out a little bit more. Maybe we do something else with the hair. Um, hopefully we'll not gel because gel was, like, a 90s thing, too. Ooh. And I don't, I don't want him to go near gel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that would be a bad choice. Um, so what do you guys think between the power couple, Amy and Alan, who is the winner for the Paul Rudd Certificate of Timelessness? Um, I don't know about you, Kayla, but I think I'm leaning towards Amy today. What do you think? That's a, That's what I was going to say, too. I'm stuck between the flannel and the sweatpants, both still being very in. But flannel just does it more for me. I like Amy. There's more to her outfit. Yeah, yeah we got multiple layers. All right, so the women have it this week between Rebecca and Amy. They have swept the competition. So yeah. congratulations, ladies. 
Yeah, I really liked all the uh, girls' outfits in the '90s category this week. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't. I mean, even even Wendy's outfit, I don't yeah. really have. I could have chosen like Wendy's say. second outfit too. Like she had another acute second outfit when her and Corey were like about to date or go on a date or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Her outfit was also cute then. I, they had a lot of good fashion this episode. Yeah, yeah. The I budget so went too. up in season two. Yeah, the the fashion budget definitely went up. No outfit repeaters this time around. No, no. Um, Kayla, did you have any other thoughts on Boy Meets World that you wanted to share with us today? I don't think so. I think I pretty much said everything that I was thinking so far. I was only going to rewatch up until this point, but now I'm hooked again and I'm going to keep watching. (laughs) That's how they get you. Yeah. Um, I know I, I've been really loving the rewatch and it's like definitely something to look forward to. I wish like I can watch more than one episode a week, but I'm being mm-hmm. trying to be good. Um, no, I think that's good. That. I mean, I feel like I wouldn't be mad if you watched more Boy Meets World, although it would kind of like I don't I feel like it would dampen your reactions a bit like when yeah, you I'm actually podcasted. Do, do yeah. But like Dawson's Creek, you're absolutely not allowed to watch ahead. No, that's like a, no, you cannot. Have you ever um, watched Dawson's Creek, Kayla? I remember watching it when I was really young and I because like I said I watched shows I shouldn't have when I was young and mm-hmm. I tried rewatching it a few years ago and it didn't really stick but I will always remember that Pacey was one of the first people I ever had a crush on yes yes he Joshua I, Jackson's very very cute he like I he looks a little just squishy was this spoiler I took off my headphones oh no no no, like, no she was saying I was she, wondering <laughs> she had a crush on Pacey that's all okay 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 I I'm I'm spoiler I've never seen it before so like I'm yeah. like trying to be okay. completely spoiler free so if I hear or I feel like a potential spoiler coming I run yeah so I'm glad that I'm safe I'm glad that I'm safe no I think it's one of those things where like Joshua Jackson like the first like season or two is kind of like squishy like he has like baby face but I feel like the later mm-hmm. the seasons go like he definitely looks a little bit more manly and like now now he is like huge zaddy upside like he mm. is a fox now um he's well, been I mean, in a few just things Google real quick. yeah he is he is yeah. quite attractive um oh yeah but he, he aged well he did he did <laughs> well age was kind to him Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, Dawson's Creek is great. We're having a lot of fun with that one as well. Um, so Kayla, what else do you have going on? Plug all your social media, plug all of the fun things. Um, all my socials are K Marsh, K A Y M A R S C H. Um, I don't really do a whole lot on social media. Like I don't have anything really to promote. I just post cute pictures of my dogs. So that's what you're in oh. for if you follow me. I mean, that's what everybody should follow you for then, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is the pro dog pod. Yes. We love the dogs. <laughs> we do. So um, this was so much fun, Kayla. Like, I feel like our your energy definitely matches our energy in mm-hmm. the, the world of Boy Meets World Chaos. So, like, I'm so happy that you came on and we got to talk about this. We'll have to talk more Boy Meets World in the future. Um, and thank you so much um, for 
everybody else, please follow us on all of our social medias. Um, we are at Shit90sPod on Twitter and Instagram. We would love to send for you to send us feedback at Shit90sPod at gmail.com. If you are in a great mood and want to give us compliments, give us a five star review <laughs> on um, on the on the on the iTunes. Yeah, five stars. Um, leave a comment saying how much you love us. That would be always appreciated. And yeah, just um, keep on this journey with us, Jess. Like, what's going on in your world? We have all the podcasts here, and then of course I'm on uh, Community Building Weekly with Josh Wiggler covering the show Community. Um, we are still early days, so we're just going to be talking about uh, Season 1, Episode 4 this week with Asia from Class of 2020 and RHAP. Super duper excited for that. Um, spawns the character Vaughn. Uh, we get to have a conversation about Shirley and Jeff talking about Vaughn's tiny nipples. I'm so, so, so excited for that. Um, so that'll be coming up on Saturday. So that's over at Post Show Recaps. Give that a listen if you're interested. Um, and next time we'll be talking about Boy Meets World Season 2, Episode 3. Can't wait. Kayla, thank you so much again for coming on and chatting with us. We'll definitely have to find a time for you to come back because, you, like Sarah was saying, your energy matches ours. We love calling people out for their shitty things that they do on this show. And we can't get, wait to get into more of it next week. Thanks, everybody. Have a good one. Shit 90 Shows taught me. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu.